Good evening to you. We have a bigger crowd than what I hear, but uh, it's always good to be with you. I'm sorry I could not uh, make it this camp. I always enjoy the camp, especially spending time in uh, every night or every afternoon to do my small session with the group. But uh, God have a plan. Perhaps next year I will be with you in the camp as well. And Vicky sent her greetings to you. Obviously, as most of you know, she still take care of her mama at 95. So that's why I still travel by myself. And God is good. Um, last year or the year before, we started seeing on the, on the national TV, the liberal and the conservative station start talking about these uh, 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 people who are upset and angry at our education in America and uh, what our public schools are doing to our children by whatever they're teaching them. And I was uh, shocked to see that the liberal media are trying to present these parents as uh, uh, local terrorists, or what do you call them, uh, what other words? Domestic Domestic terrorists. So we we no longer have Muslim terrorists in America, but we got American terrorists. That's that's a good uh, Church of God people, a good Baptist people. Anybody who has some conservative view concerning the immoralities they teach our children in our public schools. But I was shocked that the same picture, you see some guy has been arrested, and they're called domestic terrorists, and the same picture, some other conservative station would say that the man is fighting for the right, for his family, for his children, for the future of our country. But what shocked me the most is there was a young Muslim lady who stood up in one of these uh, 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 meetings the, uh, where our uh, school uh, principals, school teachers, and co- whatever you call this meeting. School board, thank you. I'm trying to get that word in my head. I cannot get it. And the school board, that Muslim lady stood up with the conservative, the Christian, complaining. I was hoping in the middle of that we see some Christian ministers, suits and ties, all over this country in every school board meeting to do their job. But they didn't. But that Muslim lady did what she thought that it would fit with all those conservative Christians who are trying to stop the destruction of our children. What I'm going to be sharing with you tonight is a little bit of the many lies which we have in our presentation, lies in the textbooks. I actually have 15 lies. What we did in our ministry, we picked up 40 books. When I say books, I'm talking about huge books. These are over a thousand pages. Okay? Eight hundred, thousand pages. You're gonna see the number on the, the number on the screen. These are real books. We got 43 of them in our presentation. Out of these 43 books, we collected few lies under 15 categories. So I don't wanna bore you or I'll tell you all these lies, but whatever we're gonna share tonight is that's what you're gonna hear, and we'll go from there. What is shocking to me, when you talk to those who are writing our textbooks, they will tell you, we cannot use somebody like Yusama Dakdok to teach us about Islam. Why? Because he will be a bias. So we're going to learn Islam from the Muslims in our textbooks. That's good. Okay? Let us see who is teaching the things of Christianity. Do we have any important Christian minister, conservative in this country, to write our textbooks for our children, uh, say the topic of Jesus? We got one of the lies called lies about Jesus. We have another lie, lies about the Bible. We have another lie, lies about Christianity in general. We got three big lies there, but we found out that actually the people who write this material for our children were not Christians. They were skeptics. They were uh, atheists. 
or they were Muslims. Muslims are writing to our children in our public school to learn about Jesus, to learn about the Bible. That's shocking. On the other hand, when we investigate the lies they teach about Islam, we discover that these are not just any Muslims. These are what we call the radical, the extremists, the fundamentals, which in my book, Jihad, uh, Volume 2, actually, these are what I call born-again Muslims. We, 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 we change uh, the way we talk about specific words in America, and we, the way we say it, we give it a negative tone. So we say, oh, these people are fundamentals. Oh, these people are radical. Oh, that lady, she's extreme. As if the word fundamental or radical or extreme are bad words. When in reality, the God of the Bible and the prophets of the Bible and the apostles of the Bible and the Christian who follows the teaching of the Bible must be extreme and radical and fundamental. But the way we present these three words today is shocking. I went actually online and looked at some dictionary. What is the word extreme? And I found the word extreme is good. I said, man, everybody in America tell me extreme is bad. But the dictionary said, extreme is good. So if you are extreme in your work, do excellent job. You are A1. If you're extreme as a husband, you love your wife so much, A1. She's the first. If you're extreme in your love for God, it is the same. You don't have the wishy-washy. You're not a lukewarm. You're really in it all the way. Extreme Radical fundamental. But obviously, those are what we call the Muslim brotherhood. These are the ones who love to commit suicide for Allah, killing as many as they can out of us. Why? Because they're extreme radical fundamental, because they follow the teaching of the Quran and the command of Muhammad in the hadith, which sadly, hadith is the saying of Muhammad, which sadly, we, the Christian and the American, have no clue. We don't know. Oh, what is he? They do some bad things. And our politicians, the media say, oh, these are just extremists and radical. And we say, oh, thank you, Jesus. I saw that's all, the, all what Muslims believe and all what Muslims practice. When in reality, that is the teaching of the Quran and the teaching of Muhammad. This is my beloved wife, Vicky. This is our son, Caleb. You can listen to me on the radio every day, 12.30. Here is 1.30 VCY. And now we have our own TV show, which is actually in um, Saturday night, 9 to 11 Central Time, 10 to 12 here. We have already been on nine channels. Praise God for that. These are the pictures of the books. I got two of them here today. I'm not going to carry 43 books. But if you're interested, just after the meeting, come and look. And by the way, if you want to hold this book in your hand, when I mention world history and you grab that book, and you start looking at the pages which I'm going to be mentioning in my presentation, it's exactly the same. We're not making up lies. I say the name of the book. I say the name of the publisher. I say the page number. I say the year of publishing, and I give you the quotation. And then, here we go. This is a lie from the bottom of hell. No matter what the topic is. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know what is the lie I chose for you tonight. But I picked up some of the lies in the back, which I know for sure I have not done even this week. I'm trying to Concentrate on that presentation in this uh, few traveling uh, I'm doing right now. So I did seven, eight lies in different locations. So if you have heard me like Sister Jill in uh, one church before, it's a new lie here tonight. Lies in the, in the textbooks. This is Dr. Sharifa Mustafa. That is a lady who spoke about the goal of the Muslims. Why the Muslims are here in America and what they're going to do about education. 
What's they going to do about education? What are they planning to do to our children, our, our grandchildren, and why is they're doing that? Okay, listen to what she said. I'm very happy that I was asked to speak today about education because I believe that education is one of the most important areas that Muslims have to address. And while our objective, our final objective, is not just to become part of the system that we experience now and that we see, our objective, our final objective, is to create our own Islamic systems and not only create Islamic systems for Muslims, but to look at all the other people who are sharing this country with us as potential Muslims. And if we look at them as potential Muslims and feel that we have the obligation which Allah has told us to try to bring them into the same style of thinking, into the same uh, way of behaving, into the same objectives that we have, then we have to have some way that we can communicate with them and some way we can work with them. And in that long-range process of making America Muslim, all of America Muslim, then we have to have some actual short-range goals. We have to have some way of dealing with them and know how we're going to deal with them and in which ways and be very calculated about it or else we will not accomplish our goals. So they are here to make America Muslim. They understand the most important role to accomplish that goal, that is education. Believe it or not, that lady is a Muslim Brotherhood. The people who write our textbooks are Muslim Brotherhood. What do we know in America about the Muslim Brotherhood? How about nothing? Who is the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood? An Egyptian man by the name Hassan al-Banna. Who is his student? His follower, or the one who carries a baton after him, his name is Sayyid Qutb. Who are the ones who follow him? Those are the people who actually killed President Sadat. Those are the ones who met with Mr. Barack Hussein Obama to make Egypt a Muslim state, and that is when they elected Muhammad Morsi, a Muslim Brotherhood. And they are the one who most likely next year will take over Egypt again. They did exactly what they're doing in America. They got the blueprint, which worked so good almost 80, 90 years ago, and they are doing it again in America. You give me your children and trust me, I will make your country anything or any way. I will lead this country any way I wish. I just need your children. They did that in Egypt. And they start picking up some people. So they picked up some of the students, a man by the name Jamal Abdul Nasser, another man by the name Muhammad Anwar Sadat, another man by the name Muhammad Mubarak. And these are the three presidents of Egypt. They were part of the Muslim Brotherhood. They were under the umbrella. They got them from high school and college. They put some of them all over the, the, the country of Egypt in different positions, in different places, like senator, like congressman, like actually mayors. They put them in high places in education. They start uh, uh, re bringing revival to the Assad University. And behold, Egypt became a Muslim country. What Jamal Abdel Nasser did is he separated himself from them, our first president, and then he started locking them up. So they killed him. And Sadat frees him out, and they asked Sadat, let us go and war with Israel. And he said, no. That's why they killed him. And they got Jamal, uh, Muhammad Husni Mubarak, and we know the rest of the story, where they are today. They know if I can get my foot into the school, I can change the direction of this country. And boy, oh boy, they're doing a great job. Why do I call this lies in the textbooks? Because simply each and every sentence I'm going to share with you tonight, it is simply pure lie. 
Sadly, I'm only having whatever time you're going to give me tonight. I wish I can go on for the next three or four nights to cover the 15 lies that you may literally be shocked and almost having a heart attack or maybe uh, strokes to figure out what in the world is happening in our school system in America. And the more it is, I see it to be very dangerous, the more I see the church are not even interested to hear the subject of lies in the textbooks. Or about the things they're doing to our children socially or, uh, or morally. But we are not realizing the more immoral this country become, the more social this country become, the more it is a great, perfect land to plant the seeds of Islam. Because you turn the light off. Now it is dark. Who Muslim worship? Allah, Satan. Who is this People in this world worship the God of this world, Allah, Satan. It is the same God. There are only two teams, Jesus' team and Satan team. You can put any name of any organization, of any religion, of any belief, of any doctor, uh, doctrine under Satan's team. And only those who believe in Jesus Christ fit in Jesus' team. Let me share with you another video of that lady. And she said here... Yesterday when I was listening to one of the other speakers... I, uh, 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 I became amused because it reminded me of a situation with my own little daughter. It wasn't a speaker, actually. It was a person who stood up from the audience and said, we're not American, we're Muslim. Well, I've always brought my children up, alhamdulillah, to think of themselves first, last, and always as Muslim. When we lived overseas in a Muslim country, I let them identify themselves as Muslims. And we lived there for 10 years. When we came back a year ago, my little daughter, who's in second grade, kept saying to her teacher, I'm not American, I'm Muslim. And after a while, I, kept, I started getting notes coming home saying, what does she mean? You know? And I got the same sort of notes from the school where we were overseas in a Muslim country, so-called Muslim country. The principal said, what does she mean? And she was in a Muslim country. And they would say, well, you're American, right? She said, no, I'm Muslim. And the principal here said the same thing. That shows that we have similar kinds of problems in approaching the field of education, whether we're living in a so-called Muslim country or whether we're living here in the United States. Six months later, my daughter came to me and said, is there another thing that we're called American? You know, she still isn't quite sure about it. Alhamdulillah, she's still identifying herself as a Muslim. Yes. I'm going to skip all this video. We don't have time for them tonight. She is so proud, alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah, that my daughter and my family and I and all these other Muslims are Muslim first and Muslim last. We're not American, we're Muslims. But if you talk to the liberal in America, they invented the word Muslim American or American Muslims. And it is so oxymoron that I cannot put it in my head. I cannot put my thinking about it. How can you be American Muslim or Muslim American? That's an oxymoron title. It's like you say, I'm black-white. I'm a Republican Democrat. I'm a believer-unbeliever. It does not work. If you know anything about Islam... Islam means submission. Those people have already surrendered and submit their life. They already gave their allegiance to Allah, to Muhammad, to Islam, to whatever go under it. Now, if you're a Christian, that's a different thing. You can be a Christian, be an American. Because there's nothing go wrong with, between American Christian and, and, and Christianity. 
But if you're a Muslim, everything about Islam goes in the opposite direction of American. Our constitution to them is a man-made law, must be replaced by Sharia, who said that almost all Muslims who are in charge of the Muslim Brotherhood in America, who sadly have right now 84 men and women running in our government, senator, congressman, local, whatever different positions you have. And as I shared with you before, if I remember, 18 years ago, when we have only Keith Allison. And I said, it's one guy, Keith Allison. And I said, that one guy will become 20, and the 20 will become 80, and the 80 will become 160, and people look at me like I'm crazy. Okay. Well, guess what? Right now we have 84. In 10 years, we move from Keith Allison, one guy, to 84 Muslims. And these are not any Muslims. These are not the soft Muslims, the good neighbor you would like to have. These are the same Muslims who attacked us on September 11. Muslim Brotherhood. And we know nothing about them. By the way, the same group, some of them is that lady she was talking, and these are the ones who are writing our textbooks for our children in America. If you want to know their names and who they are, I have information to share with you. What about these lies? Listen to what Joseph Goblin said years, years ago in Hitler days. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The truth is the mortal enemy of the lie. Do you think our children, the 17, 18 years old high school, can understand the difference between falsehood and truth? For heaven's sake, I sat and I talked to many of our teachers who are teaching these lies. And for the first time, some of, me, some of them argue with me, but some of them who are conservative, who are Christian, tears came from their eyes. Brother Usama, I've been teaching that for eight or ten years, and I never saw it before. I am teaching lies. Tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it. Our children for sure will believe it, and they will Grow up to be in a, in a college in love with a Muslim man and the Muslim young lady. And our boys will say the shahada because that's how they can please the family of his beloved wife, the Muslim young lady. And the opposite is true with our boys, uh, with our uh, girls married to the Muslim men. And they are taking over America. You may think education in America is just a beautiful place. The whole world would love to come to America to have a better education. Why Saudi Arabia are spending millions and millions of dollars bringing hundreds of thousands of students from planet Earth to America because they just have extra money they want to spend in America. Can the students who come to America every year, the Muslim students from 57 Muslim countries, can they have the same education they have in America, in the country of Egypt, for less than 8 or 7 8% of what they're spending in America? Yes, they can. In Egypt, you can fly any size of airplane. You can go to school and be a pilot and fly the 747, whatever airplane you want to fly. We have schools teach that. They can be doctors. They can be lawyers. They can be engineers. Any type of schooling we have in Egypt. But Saudi Arabia does not spend a nickel in Egypt, but they spend millions of dollars in America to bring the Muslim students to America. And they only come for three or four years. If you talk to your local legis legislators or any legislators, they will tell you it's, it's a program to help have a relationship, good relationship with the Muslim countries. They are bringing students to us here. They're bringing money to us here, and we're educating them. We're going to change the whole world. And they're only here for four years. And if they get their master, oh, well, another three years. And if they get their doctorate, oh, well, another two years. Guess what? Majority of these students do not even finish their undergrad. 
Why? Because they no longer needed our education because they established and accomplished their goal to come to America, which is to make Muslim, America a Muslim country. How? Because they come on a student visa, less than a couple, couple years, they are married to your daughters and granddaughters and your sons and grandsons, and guess what? They become now legally have the right to change their visa from student to immigration. And they don't have to study anymore. And Saudi Arabia accomplished their goal. None of the Muslim students who come to America leave America before or after they finish their education because they all marry to our daughters and become American citizens. And we call them Muslim American or American Muslims. Will Muslim people lie? The most important thing to our life as people is our faith. I know for a fact that four million of my Christian uh, ancestors were beheaded in the first 100 years when Islam came to Egypt. Why? Because they refused to deny our faith. What does the Quran teach Muslims about the most important thing? Muslims' faith. Quran chapter 16 and verse 106. Allah said, Whoever becomes an infidel in Allah after he believed, except one who was compelled and his heart is secure in faith, but whoever opens his chest to the infidelity, the wrath of Allah will be on them, and they will have great torment. If you open the Quran and you read the word except, or the word unless, or the word but, or if, or when, these are very important five words. When you see that word, make a circle around it and underline what comes after it. In Islam, according to Sharia, if a Muslim leaves Islam with his free will, he or she must be put to death. They practice in America for the last 15 years or so, and they call it honor killing. And if you all go and watch Fox News or any of these channels, they will tell you it's a problem of the culture. No, it is not culture. It is religion. It is Islam. It has nothing to do with culture. But if you are compelled... If you are compelled, here is the exception. Except one who was compelled and his heart is secure in faith. You are a Muslim in your heart and you are know for sure you are a Muslim. And to get this job or to marry this young Christian lady or to do this or to do that, the only way you can accomplish that goal is to deny you are a Muslim. Surely Muslim will do it. It's all over the country. My phone rings all the time. My daughter married to this guy. He told her this, but now he is that. Yeah? They changed the story. Why? Because they're lying to them. He told them, I'm not a practiced Muslim. Now we found out he's actually a big imam in some mosque. Why Muslim lie? To accomplish their goal. And it's okay to deny that even you're a Muslim. Let's talk about Muslim American or American Muslims. Listen to this. Why is American people, the Muslim who live in America, are becoming American citizens? It's very simple. They study a hundred questions. They pass the test, and now we actually give them the questions in the Arabic language, or whatever language you speak. Do you know that now you can pass your driver license test in America, in, in Arabic? Even though we don't have signs in Arabic in the streets. Soon we'll have, we'll have signs in Arabic. But you study 100 questions about the history of America, and you pass the test, and you stand up in some court facing the flag of the United States of America, and you raise your hand, and you say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which stands. I did it myself 26 years ago, 27 years ago, when I became a citizen in Tampa court, some court in Tampa. But when Muslims say that, in our mind, they are citizens. But in their own belief, that oath means nothing. 
Let me prove it to you from the Quran. Here's the word of Allah. Quran chapter 2 and verse 225. Allah will not hold you responsible for your mere utterance in an oath, but he will hold you responsible for that which your hearts gained. And Allah is forgiving, forbearing. It is not because they raise their hand and give an oath that means they really mean it. As I said earlier, their oath is already given to Allah, not to America. They are here, as you heard Dr. Sharif Mustafa, to make America a Muslim country. All of you. That's why we need to get into your education system. Faisal Shahzad, the man who bought, who was about to put the biggest bomb in New York Times Square. And he stood up before the judge lady and she asked him, didn't you just became a citizen last year? He said, yes, yes ma'am. Didn't you just give us the allegiance last year? He said, I, I said it, but I did not mean it. Whoa, 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 excuse me, what? I said it, but I did not mean it. Allah will not hold you responsible for your mere atlas of an oath. If you don't mean it, it's okay. You can go on your phone right now, write the word, Faisal Shahzad, I did not mean it. It is still online. They did not take it off- offline. You know why? Because anything happened in court now, it is recorded. Even when you cough <coughs> in the court, it's already recorded. But how many TV, how many radio programs, how many somebody important in this country mentioned that statement? I said it, but I did not mean it. Nobody. I think I'm the only guy who talk about that word. Why? Because it's very important. And if somebody starts talking about it and wake up with the American people and say, wait a minute, who else said the allegiance and he did not mean it? Oh, all the Muslims? Yes, indeed, all the Muslims. Muhammad said, it is forbidden to lie. You can only lie in three cases. Listen. Muhammad said, it is lawful to lie in three cases. A man to his wife that she will be pleased with him, or at a time of war because war is deception, or to make peace between people. So Muslims are forbidden to lie, but they can only lie to their wives and to their enemies and to their friends. But besides that, they don't lie. How do I know Muslim lies? When their lips move. I'm not kidding you. The biggest liar in America are the Muslim imams. The leaders of Muslims in America, they will come to this church, if you will ever have them here, and they will stand on that pulpit, and they will tell you, they love Jesus, and they love Moses, and they love Christians, and they love the Jews, and we are three branches of the Abrahamic tree, and those infidels, those bad people, the terrorists, may Allah's curse be on them, and they will do everything. You will so be, you'll be so pleased to have a Muslim imam in your church. Now I'll have that imam in front of a group of a Muslim people. And he would say the opposite. The infidel Christian and the infidel Jew, the day is coming, Allah's will, we're going to take over America, we're going to kill their men, we're going to take their wife and daughters, we're going to raise them, we're going to raise Muslim baby, and America will be an Islamic state. Same guy. Actually, we have videos like that. In English, say everything the American would love to hear. In Arabic, he said exactly what he believed and what Muslims want him to say. They are just professional liars. Let's look at some of these lies which teach our children in our public schools in America. You have to understand that that education is sponsored by your checkbook. 
You pay for the school, you pay for the teacher, you pay for the book, you pay for everything. You are spending your money to brainwash your children to make them good Muslims. Who? The Church of America. And nobody complained about Islamic falsehood in our textbooks all over this country. 43 books in every public school. If you see the light on the screen coming up, that is taught in your county. That is taught in your school, in your community here. Muslims believe that Allah is the same God as the God of the Jews and Christians. Muslims also believe in a final day of judgment. On this day, it is believed the wicked will be punished with suffering and the faithful will be rewarded with eternal life in heaven. That sounds like uh, what we Christians believe. How much truth in that one paragraph on page 571 of the book World Culture? And if it is a book about culture, why are you teaching religion in it? Help me out, America. Is Islam a a, a culture? When you go to the world history book, they teach about Islam. I saw that is about history. It's not about religion. Why you put Islam in every book they can put in America? It's exactly what happened in Egypt. I remember when I used to go to school and my math teacher were teaching us Islam in math. How? One plus one plus one equals three does not equal one. What this teacher was teaching us? You got it? One plus one plus one. Father plus son plus Holy Spirit are three that are not equal one. Christianity is false in a math teacher, in a math class. We're supposed to learn numbers, not religion. That was he be teaching in America. Trust me, coming up. As evolution grow and evolve in our public schools, so is Islam will evolve and grow in our public schools. Right now, they only have 20 pages here, 30 pages here. The 20 pages will be 50, and the 50 will be 100. Just give them time. As long as the Christians do not know anything about it, as long as the church is in a coma, we'll continue to move on. You give me an inch, I go for a mile. That's what Muslims think. Slow and steady, man. You, how you kill a frog, you put the frog in warm water and keep heat slow, slow. When you get to the end, the frog is boiling. Jews and Christians do not believe that Allah is God. They actually believe that Allah of the Quran is Satan. We should put that square in the same page under their lies. This is false. Here's the information. Here's the truth. If Muslims want to say that they worship our God, well, I'm glad. I want, I want to know from them. So you really believe that Jesus is God? Do you really believe the Holy Spirit is God? You believe that our God is a triune, Father, Son, Holy Spirit? Is that what you Muslims believe? Oh, no. As you're going to see in a minute. If you believe in that God, the God of Christianity, we have to kill you. Says who? Says Allah in the Quran. So why is he lie to our children and say, we worship the same God? No, we don't. Allah is Satan. You know how do I know Allah is Satan? I just read the Quran. Quran chapter 1, verse 1. Ha, you cannot go any earlier than that. 1-1. One, one. First chapter, first page, first verse. Here's what Allah said. The praise be to Allah, the Lord of the world. Quran 1-1. One, one, the praise be to Allah, the Lord of the world. Now, if you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, guess what? We know that the God of this world, the Lord of this world is Satan. Here we go. 
whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. When the Bible says the God of this world is Satan, Muslim in the first chapter, in the first verse, they say 17 times every day in their five daily prayer, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, the praise be to Allah, the Lord of the world. Let me prove to you that Allah is Satan. Not using the Bible, but using the Quran. Here we go. Allah, the God of Muhammad, is best known to be the best deceiver. Quran chapter 3 verse 54, Quran chapter 8 verse 30, and Allah said what? And they deceived, and Allah deceived, and Allah is the best deceiver. Do you believe God is the best deceiver? If God is the best deceiver, for sure we and the Muslim worship the same God. And you know how Allah in the Quran got the title, the best deceiver? Because the Jews deceived Jesus. They told Jesus they believed in him, but in reality they did not believe in him. So the Jews decided to kill Jesus. But Allah deceived the Jews by giving them somebody look like Jesus. And that somebody is the one the Jewish people killed. And when they killed the wrong Jesus, now Allah is the best deceiver. Christianity is a falsehood. Christianity is a joke. Why? Because we believe in the trick which Allah used 2,000 years ago to deceive the Jews. By making them kill somebody instead of Jesus. And if you ask the Muslim, why you do not believe that Jesus died on the cross? They will tell you, because Allah in the Quran said, no one can die for the sin of others. No one can die for others. No one can die for another person. If that's true, if that's true, why that person who looked like Jesus died instead of Jesus? And you think of that? If nobody died, why not Jesus die? Or Allah saved Jesus and you could not kill him. No, Allah is the best deceiver. Which makes Allah Satan. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. That deception of Allah in the Quran is not the work of our God. As a matter of fact, it is the lie of Satan from the bottom of hell. Because Jesus is God Almighty who came in the flesh. He died on the cross and he was buried. And he rose again according to the books, according to the scripture. That is what was written for hundreds of years before Christ came in the flesh. Let's go to another step to know who is this Allah, the God of Muhammad. He actually loved to lead people astray. Allah leads people astray. Does the God of the Bible lead people astray? Here's what the Quran said. Quran chapter 35 and verse 8. Will he whose evil deed is adorned to him, so he saw it as good? So surely Allah leads astray whom he wills and guides whom he wills. Allah leads astray whom he wills. That is Satan. That is Satan. Allah in the Quran is the, uh, is the God who desires to fill hell with people. That is exactly the wishes of Allah. He, he cannot wait for another new babies to be born that he will use him as a fuel in hell, especially for those who are Christians and Jews. And if we had willed, we would surely give to every soul its guidance. But the word which has gone forth from me was established. I will surely fill hell with jinn and people together. Allah will fill hell with jinn and people. <laughs> what is jinn? Oh, have you ever seen Aladdin? The lamb, and he robbed us three times, and then come out of the lamb, this 
Oh, 10,000 years. Shubek Lubek asks three requests. That genie is the jinn. It is only discovered in the Quran. It is only invented by Muhammad. And now it is in every home in America if you watch Aladdin. Many of the Hollywood movies for the children, or what you call uh, Disney World movie uh, cartoon, is actually have a lot to do with Islam. Because they said, hmm, children are going to be watching. Let's talk about Salah al-Din. Let's talk about Alibaba and the Forty Thief. Let's talk about ants. Let's talk about the bird. Even Sesame Street, the bird, that bird is in the Quran. You think I'm joking? Go read what Solomon did with the Hubu. What Second Peter 3.9 said, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So why Jesus did not come back yet? Because he's waiting for one more person to repent. He's waiting for one more person to become a Christian. Why Allah did not come to end the life of this world? Because he's waiting for one more person to be born, that he may send that person to hell. The opposite. Allah is Satan. We don't worship Allah, the God of Muhammad. And Muslims do not worship our God. Very important fact that Allah in the Quran, the God of Muhammad, does not have a son. We believe Jesus is the son of God, but Allah does not have any sons. So I can talk, you know, you and I about somebody and say, brother, uh, Smith, okay. And oh, Brother Smith is a good guy. Yep, he's a good guy. Oh, he's a wonderful, yep, he's working hard. Yep. The other day I met with his wife and his son. Excuse me, what? The other day I met with his wife and his son. Who? Brother Smith. Which Smith are you talking about? John Smith. Oh, I thought, I, I thought you're talking about Greg Smith because Brother Greg Smith is not married. He does not have a, a wife or a son. So we can talk about Allah. Or we can talk about God in general. And Muslims love to talk in general. And I have so many debates with the Muslims. I said, let's get specific. He said, I don't care what you call him. You call him God, you call him Allah. It doesn't make any difference. The creator. I said, oh, God the creator. He said, yes. I said, according to our Christian faith, we as a Christian believe that actually the creator, his name is Jesus Christ. Well, no, no, it's God. I said, no, let me explain it to you. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, Elohim, plural, three, God created, singular verb, the heaven and the earth. Verse 2, the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the darkness of the earth. Verse 3, and God said. Verse 6, and God said. Verse 9, and God said. So it's 12, 18, and 24. These are the words of God which has been spoken, which brought everything to existence. When this happened? In the beginning. Let's go to John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Everything was created by the Word, and without Him, nothing of all that which we see has come to exist. Who? The Word of God. In verse 14, John 1, 14, And the Word became flesh, and we behold His glory. Who is that Word? Jesus Christ. He is the creator of everything. Do you Muslim believe that the God you worship, Allah, is Jesus Christ, the creator? No, we don't. And so on and on. When you get into the details, you see that we don't worship the same God. Actually, Muslim worship Allah, Satan, and we worship the true God, the God of the Bible. Here's what Allah said in Quran chapter 6, verse 101. 
Now we know, boys and girls, why Allah did not have a son. Amazingly, Allah said, The inventor of the heavens and the earth, how can he have a son when he has no female companion? And he created everything, and he is the knower of all things. So Allah does not have a son because simply Allah does not have a girlfriend to get pregnant. That's how Muhammad understands the relationship between Jesus and the Father. That's how Muslims can understand. There is no way Jesus is the Son of God because Allah never had sexual relationship with the Virgin Mary. Even though the word son of is very well known in our Quran, in the Islamic Quran, in our culture in the Middle East, it does not have to do, have anything to do with sex. So in Egypt, in Egypt, for example, they call me the son of the Nile. I am the son. As a matter of fact, if I ever met anybody from the Muslim world, from the Middle East, and they say, where are you from? I say, I'm from Egypt. Oh, son of the Nile. Very well known. That does not mean my mama married the Nile and she got pregnant and here I am. Or if you ask somebody to give you, brother, brother Tony, can you give me five bucks? Oh, you saw me. Here's 20. No, I just want five bucks. No, please take 20. Oh, brother Tony, you're the son of generosity. You're a generous man. Son of generosity. That does have nothing to do with sexual relationship or being pregnant. Even in the Quran, Allah said, son of the way, Ibn As-Sabil. Some of the money Muhammad was collecting from the Muslims, some of that money is given to the people who travel all the time, those who are living in tent like Bedouin. They have no home. They are from one street to another street, from one village to another village, from one piece in the wilderness to another piece in the wilderness. So why Muhammad was giving these people money? Because they're poor. Because they're living in nowhere. They're living in the streets. Sons of the way. No, actually, I found out later why he was giving the money. Because they were spies for him. Spies. If you are living all the way in the desert, you see who's coming, who's going, you can send a message to Muhammad. Hey, some people are going here. Some people are coming from there. So he was actually buying their friendship. But Allah in the Quran used the word Ibn Sabil, son of the way, all over the Quran. How did Allah understood the Trinity? Do you really think Allah is God? If Allah is God, couldn't he figure out what Christians really believe? You go to Quran chapter 5 and verse 116, and Allah said, O Isa, son of Mary, did you tell the people to worship you and your mother as two gods beside me? Wow. So actually, Allah thinks Christian believe in God the Father, in God the Mother, and God the Son. Jesus and Mary and, and God. Muhammad got it completely wrong. Muhammad got it wrong. What the Bible teaches about Trinity is very clear. Old Testament and New Testament. We see it in Genesis and we see it in Revelation. We see it all over the whole Bible. In Luke 1.35. Here is how Jesus is the Son of God. And the angel answered her and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Nothing to do with sexual relationship between God the Father and the Virgin Mary. We don't believe in that. That garbage lies in the Quran have nothing to do with what we Christians believe. One more time. Uh, as I said earlier, if you believe in the Christian God, Muslims are ordered, commanded by Allah to kill you. 
Let me prove it to you. Quran 5:72. Here's what Allah said. Infidels indeed are those who said, Surely Allah is the Christ, son of Mary. So if you believe that Jesus, Jesus, the son of the Virgin Mary, is God Almighty who came in the flesh, you are not just maybe infidel. No, infidel indeed. Laqad kafaru. Laqad means indeed, for certain, as Yusuf Ali translated. How about the following verse? 573. Infidels indeed are those who said, Surely Allah is the third of three. So if you believe in Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or if you believe in Father, Mother, and Son, whatever you want to believe, according to Muhammad, if you believe in anything but absolute one Allah, the God of Muhammad in the Quran, who have no son, you are for certain infidel. What is the punishment of the infidel, as I mentioned earlier? Let's listen to the word of Allah. Quran chapter 47 and verse 4. Here's what Muslims ought to do to us Christians in America when they will have the upper hand in this land. So when you meet those who became infidels, so strike the necks, decapitating until you have made a great slaughter among them. Now I know for certain that Christians and Jews and Muslims worship the same God. You have to be stupid to believe the lies they teach our children in our public schools. And by the way, I just mentioned one lie. That lie is repeated throughout the books. Sometimes they give it to as a, in the form of a question. Sometimes they give it in the form of a, 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 a and B, columns. And on and on. They, they have creative ways to make our children believe that we are actually worshiping the same God. And don't forget, that's a world culture, not religion book. The final day of judgment of Muslims, as described in the Quran, does not agree or match with what is described in the Bible. For according to Muhammad, the wicked on that day, Jews and Christians, will be burning in hell forever. They are the fuel of hell. All Muslims will go to hell initially, and only one of the 73 denominations will be removed from hell to go to the paradise, the Garden of Muhammad, to enjoy all the forbidden pleasures of earth, not to have eternal life as the textbooks claim. Do you remember what we read? Muslims believe that there is a day of judgment coming and the one who did good deed will go to have eternal life in heaven. That is 100% pure biblical language. Why Muslims are copying it and use it for themselves in the Quran? And we allow them to do this to our children. Yes, I know some Christians sit with the Muslims and when they talk, just in general talk, the day of judgment. Yeah, yeah, we Christians believe in the day of judgment. And Muslims, yes, believe in the day of judgment. But do they believe in the same day of judgment as we believe? Let me explain to you what is going to happen before the day of judgment. Jesus will come back and he will break the cross and he will kill the pigs. Okay, what does that mean? He will get rid of the Christians and he will get rid of the Jews. And Jesus will have four wives to follow the sunnah of Muhammad because Jesus will become a good Muslim. I guarantee you, one of these wives will be a child around six years old. Why? Because when Muhammad was 51 years old, he married Aisha and she was six years old. So Jesus had to match Muhammad to prove to the whole world nothing wrong to marry a six-year-old child. And then... Jesus will die. And that's when the day of judgment happened. Is that what we Christians believe? It's just because Muslims use the word the day of judgment. Do Muslims really believe in eternal life in heaven? 
But in the Bible, Christians will not go to hell, not for a day or an hour. And only Christians, those who believed and accepted the substitutionary death and resurrection of Jesus, will receive forgiveness for their sins and will have eternal life. But the textbook said Muslim will have eternal life. After all, we worship the same God. Here's what Muhammad taught the Muslim in the Quran about going to hell. Every soul tastes the death, and surely you will only receive your wages on the resurrection day. So whoever is removed from the fire and enters the garden, so indeed he becomes triumphant. And what is the world's life except the enjoyment of the proud? Notice here, the people who are going to go to the paradise are going to be removed from hellfire. Everybody go to hellfire. Christian and Jews stay there forever. Muslims, one tiny group out of 73 groups will be removed from hell to go to paradise. And the rest of the Muslims, the 72 denomination, will stay in hell forever. Let me give you the statement of Muhammad himself in the hadith so you may think I make it up myself. Here we go. Here is what we read in the writing of the Muslims. Alf ibn Malik, Allah blessed with him, said that the messenger of Allah, Allah's prayer and peace be upon him, said, I swear by who holds my soul in his hand, my people will split to 73 denominations. One will be in the garden and 72 in fire. He meant in hell. And by the way, that Hadith, that statement of Muhammad, is a great evidence that he is not a prophet. Why? Because he prophesied that there will be 73 Muslim denominations. In Egypt alone, we got more than 300 denominations. Worldwide, thousands of Muslim denominations. I don't know how can Muhammad come up with number 73. He made it up. He did not know. 1400 years later, they will be split among the Muslims all over the world. Muhammad said... I also saw the hellfire, and I had never seen such a horrible sight. I saw that most of the inhabitants were women. Women in Islam live on earth in hell, and when they die, they spend eternity in hell. Tell this to the idiot, the useful idiot, American ladies who are becoming Muslims every day in this country. I mean, what attracted them to Islam? I don't know. I need somebody to help me out. I meet with these Muslims. We were in Akron uh, last week. Or in Akron and went to a mosque there to do some evangelism. And inside the mosque, two Americans became Muslim. On that day, Sister Hatun, she's from England. I don't know if you know her or not, part of our team. And she actually asked the man, what do you know about Islam? Have you studied the Quran? He said, well, I, 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 will, I will be reading the Quran. I will be studying the Quran. I will. <laughs> he he, he became Muslim before he even read the book, which, which Muslims believe in. Do you know anything about Muhammad? She always tells the ladies, do you like your husband to beat the daylight out of you? As Allah stated in Quran 4.34. They don't know. The American ladies who become Muslim, they believe a bunch of lies. Like these lies we find in our textbooks, they just listen to all the lies of Muslim, and they fall in love with Muhammad, and they fall in love with Islam, and that's why they marry a Muslim man and convert Islam. Thousands of them. I just met with Allah, one lady last week. She had a son, 11 years old. Now she's struggling. She, she's divorcing her husband because he's beating the daylight of her. Literally, he's abusing her, but she cannot take her son away from his daddy because the court will stand up with the father, not with the mother, because he is a Muslim and he is a daddy. And according to Islam, he has the right to his son. In America, a mom cannot have her son. 
sorry, brother. Here, Ohio. Another lie on page 571. 571 in world culture. Once again, it is a book about culture, not about religion. Where are the American lawyers? Where are the smart conservatives to go to the, to the school and say, why are you teaching Islam in a world culture? Why can't you teach the real Islam in a world culture? Islam also teaches that all people are equal. Know that every Muslim is a brother to every other Muslim, and that you are now one brotherhood. Declared Muhammad. Now I know that our teachers in our public school are sick in the head. They do not have logic or common sense. Let me read to you the sentence. We all heard it. Islam also teaches that all people are equal. When I say all people are equal, what do I mean by that? Let, just think of me for a minute. All people are equal. Chinese people are people, are they? The French people are people, are they? Yep. The German people are people. The American people are people. The, 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 when you say all people, it means all people. Now let us see the evidence they give in the same text in the same program. Here's what Muhammad said. Know that Every Muslim is a brother to every other Muslim. Is that all people? Help me out here. I'm, 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 my English is a little bit weak. I'm trying to learn English and I have a hard time to understand. When you say, Muhammad say, every Muslim is of a brother of every Muslim. Is that all people? Where are the Christians? Where are the Jews? Where are the atheists? Where are some other people? So the textbooks is given a lie and prove it with falsehood, with stupidity in simple words. So I asked the teacher, ma'am, do we have on earth any other people besides the Muslims? She said, yes. I said, would you read that passage again? Read this for me again. Help me out here. You're a teacher. I'm a student. And she smiled. She said, I never saw it before. She never saw it. And she teaches one year after one year. No, not all people are... Not, you have to understand. I'm going to share with you from the Quran to prove to you that even in Islam, Muslims are not equal. A Muslim free man is not equal to a Muslim slave, is not equal to a Muslim female. Can you imagine that? In Islam, all people are not equal. When Muhammad talking about a Muslim is a brother of every other Muslim, he's talking about Muslim free man, not a Muslim slave, not a Muslim female. I'm going to prove it to you in a minute here. Here's our response. Muhammad did not teach that all people are equal. People belong to two groups, believers and infidels. Even in Islam, men, women, and slaves are not equal. What is taught about a brotherhood is not a brotherhood of mankind. It is a brotherhood of Muslims alone. In fact, non-Muslims are not considered as people with the same value as Muslims. They are less than human and have no status in a Muslim country and are relegated to second-class citizens who are not to be given the same rights as Muslims and who pay special taxes. Jizya. They're going to collect it from us, the American people. The persecuted people often welcomed the Muslim invaders and chose to accept Islam. They were attracted by the appeal of the message of Islam which offered equality and hope in this world. <laughs> the persecuted Egyptian often welcomed the Muslims invader. Have you ever heard of anybody welcome any invader in any culture, in any part of the life of the humanity? 
Since when somebody will come invader? Give me an example of some people somehow on planet Earth, the last 6,000 years, who love somebody to invade their land. Do you like to, for me to invade your house? May I invade your car tonight? Give me the key. See, how far are you going to go with that? Like somebody to invade your property or your life or your country. How in the world our teacher teach that garbage in our Bible school? Because you see, Yusama Dakdok and other people like me travel over this country to teach that Muslims are invaders. They are here to invade your country. That they will come and Muslims will take over America. They will actually kill your men. They actually will do this and do that. And that's not true. Because early invaders were welcomed, you see? And if we invade your country, you're going to love it. You must be. Why? Because the Egyptians were attracted by the appeal of the message of Islam. Can you share with me anything in Islam make you attracted to? I actually, when I talk to Muslims, I say, what do you like about Islam? Can you share with me something good come out of Islam? And I'm not kidding you. And these people sit for five, ten minutes. They said, I cannot think of anything. But somehow, our textbooks are teaching our children that the whole 57 Muslim country, which used to be non-Muslim country, they just fall in love with the invaders and they were so attracted to the message of Islam. And why? Because Islam offered, or Islam offered equality and hope in the world. Man, oh man! Can you share with me one Muslim country where there is, where there is equality or there is hope in it? We got 57 of them. There must be one. There's equality. There must be one. There's hope. Start with Saudi Arabia. Eh. Egypt. Eh. 57 countries. Eh. There's no hope. There's no equality in any Muslim. Because Allah in the Quran taught that the men and women and slaves are not equal. Among Muslims. We are a bunch of worse of the creatures. Muslim invaders were often feared, not welcomed, because of well-known massacres and oppression of non-Muslims. Passage incorrectly implies that Christianity did not offer equality and hope. Well, the reason Christian left Christianity became Muslim because they found equality and hope in Islam. It was not in Christianity for sure. If you have it, why do you leave it? The Arab conquerors massacred the entire Christian population of Nikiu in 640 AD as part of their invasion of Egypt. Why you massacre the whole entire city if you are welcome and people are excited about you to come? The population was forced to pay jizya or tribute. The Coptic Christians rose in rebellion in 725 AD. That's after Muslims been in our country for 80 years. And during these next three, four years, that's when they finished their four million murder. They killed four million Christians. The notion that the population welcomed the Arab Muslims is nonsense. I think the reason we do not understand what it means Arab or what Arab actually believe or what Arab did practice in Muhammad is because we know nothing about Arabs, do we? Let me share with you what Al-Tibri, actually let's get this one here, we'll get Al-Tibri later. I'm going to share with you what Al-Tibri said about who are the Arabs. But here's what Allah said in Quran chapter 98 verse, verse 6. Surely those who became infidels from the people of the book and polytheists will abide in the fire of hell forever. Those are the worst of the creatures.
Christians and Jews who refuse to become Muslims are the worst of the creatures, not equal to Muslims, and we're all happy family. Hold hand and sing Kumbaya, like they teach in our countries here. We are the worst of the creatures. And we're going to burn in hell, by the way. We're the worst of creatures, and for sure we're going to burn in hell for being a Christian, for being an infidel. Surely the worst creatures before Allah are the deaf, the dumb, those who do not understand. Tell this to the deaf and the dumb whom Jesus healed. Actually, the rest of the verse says, if Allah knows there was anything good in them, he would not have made them deaf and dumb. There is no hope in Islam. Hope can be found in Christianity. Equality is in Christianity. When the disciple asked Jesus, who, who sinned? Does this guy sin or his mom and dad? There must be somebody did something wrong. That's why he's blind and dumb. And Jesus said, no, neither him or his father or mother. That is to bring God's glory. That I may show you there is hope in me. I will heal him. And he will glorify my name. How many persons did Muhammad heal? Did Muhammad open the blind one blind man or woman eye? Actually, he did the opposite. He poked their eyes out. He got hot rod and he pulled inside their eyes and breaks their eyes, destroys their eyes. Jesus healed the wither hand. Did Muhammad heal one wither hand? No. Muhammad cut the hands and the legs of opposite side of many people. Go read the Quran chapter 50, chapter 5, verse 33. Did, did Muhammad raise anybody from the dead? No, but Jesus did raise the dead, and so is his disciples. Hope cannot be found in Islam. Equality is not Islam. And this garbage and that lies in our textbooks must be removed. And it will never be removed as long as you, the church, we, the Christian of America, are in a coma. If we wake up, we can stop it. And we can teach the truth. O oh, you who have believed, retaliation is decreed on you for the murdered, the free man for the free, and the slave for the slave, and the female for the female. Did you notice what Allah said here? Retaliation is ordained for the Muslims. Revenge is ordained for the Muslims. And that is the most savage verse I've ever read. And from that verse, I know for sure that there is no equality in Islam. So if I killed one of the slaves of the brother David, and I'm a free man, he has no right to touch me. He can't touch me. He only pick up one of my slaves equal to his slave, and he will kill him. And that's fine. That's justice. If one of my slaves killed brother David, and he's a free man, they don't kill my slave. No, 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 no. They get the master of the slave, the free man, and they kill him. If I killed Brother David's wife, he have no right to touch me. He can only kill Vicky, my wife. Retaliation is ordained for the Muslim. A free man for a free man, a slave for a slave, and a female for a female. And that is what Muslims have been practicing for the last 1,450 years. Even in their places of worship. So some guy Shiite go to a Sunni mosque, and he put bomb or dynamite around his chest, and he shout a long bar, and he kill him, boom, kill himself, and kill 50 or 60. Now, what do you think the reaction of the people in the Sunni mosque? The man commits suicide bomb, and he's dead. Obviously, when his body blows a thousand pieces, he's dead. So they will have a meeting. We need to retaliate 
We need to revenge. So what are we going to do? Who will volunteer to go to the Shia mosque? I'll do it. Okay. May Allah bless you. And that man would put similar amount of dynamite around his body. And he go to that Shiite mosque. And he shout Allah Akbar. And he will kill as many. Oh, we have a problem. He actually killed 90. Because the early people only lost 50. And now they retaliate by 90. The Shiite mosque now have to find somebody with a smaller bomb to kill the difference of the number. Maybe 30 or 40. You got the point? There are more Muslims killed by Muslims in planet Earth the last 1,450 years than any number of any person, infidel, kill a Muslim. Muslim kills themselves all the time in large number. Just last week in Turkey. Have you heard it? It's, it's everywhere. It's happening. Go online. Follow the news. Muslims attacks all over the world. There is a website that's called Islam, the religion of peace. Follow it. It will blow your mind. The amount of Christian killed or Muslim killing Muslim. And the Muslims are always the one who carry that work. But from the Quran, we know for sure that men and women and slaves are not equal. How in the world you teach in my textbooks in America that Islam have equality? If in your own cult, you don't have equality. You go, and I know for sure, as a Christian, I am the worst of the creatures. I'm going to burn in hell forever, according to the Quran. Oh, we love you, Christian, and we believe in Jesus. That garbage lie needs to be stopped. And if we don't stop it, your children are going to be believing it. The Arab conquerors were probably welcomed by many, if not the majority of the local inhabitants. The Arab conquerors. Do you understand the word conquerors? The Arab conquerors were probably welcomed by many, if not the majority of the inhabitants. And, and our children believe that. And our teachers teach that. Because they have no idea, as I said earlier, who are the Arabs. Now, let us learn about who are the Arabs according to Al-Tabari. Al-Tabari is one of the top Muslim scholars. We got Al-Tabari, we got Al-Qurtubi, we got Al-Jalalain, we got Ibn Kathir. Here's what Al-Tabari said about Arabs. And you tell me if that fit with the lies we have in our public school today. Arabs are the most noble people in lineage, the most prominent, and the best in deeds. We were the first to respond to the call of the Prophet. We are Allah's helpers and the viziers of His Messenger. We engage in war with people until they believe in Allah. He who believes in Allah and his messenger has protected his life and possessions from us. As for one who disbelieves, we will engage in war with him forever in the cause of Allah. Killing him is a small matter to us. Now I know that really the Egyptian and the Libyan and the Sudanese and the Ethiopian and the Syrians and, Syrians and the Iraqi and the Afghani and the Pakistani, all these Muslim countries were so happy and welcomed the invaders. They welcomed the conquerors, the Muslims, because they were good Arabs. We engage in war with people. Take the war people out and put Americans. Because you are people. If you don't believe you are people, don't worry about it. He's not talking about you. We engage in war with the Americans until the Americans believe in Allah. Who? He believed in Allah and Muhammad protected his life and possessions from us. As for the one who disbelieve, we will engage in war with him for the cause of Allah forever. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And killing us is a small matter to the Muslims. I think Pastor Tony is trying to tell me, your time is up. We shared tonight uh, a good 22 slides. This presentation has 333 slides to cover 15 lies. I, I, I'm really thankful for allowing me to come. I hope next time when I come, it doesn't have to be even all of you. I don't care how many of you show up. I would like to have Brother Tony a couple nights, three nights, so we can break it to smaller session. But I hope and I pray when I come back next time, bring some friends. There are plenty of people have no clue what I'm talking about. And the sad thing, their children and their grandchildren are believing it. As they themselves are paying for the brainwashing of their children. Okay, some questions. Yes, sir. How that happened? It was Mr. George W. Bush after September 11, and he lied to the American people worldwide, and the whole world, and the whole world, in his every speech. And he continued to repeat these lies from September 11 until the last day when he gave the last State of the Union address. For seven years, he lied to the American people. He told us what happened in September 11 have nothing to do with Islam. Islam is love, Islam is peace. He actually, in the first State of the Union address, which he did after September 11, he said, those who commit evil in the name of Allah blaspheme the name of Allah. And the 100 senators clap hand, the 435 congressmen and women clap hand, the, 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 the speaker of the house and the vice president clap the hand, everybody claps the hand except Mr. George W. Bush. And if you look at his face, he was so happy. I got it. I really convinced him what I'm saying is true. And then he met with the Muslim Brotherhood, Nad Aoud and others. I can, share, I can show you the videos where he uh, spoke very highly in the Muhajiru Mosque the immigrant mosque in Washington, D.C., and he said, then he asked them, would you please teach my people, educate my people about Islam because we need to learn about Islam. So he gives him the invitation to continue that. He went to war in two countries, Iraq and Afghanistan. And I thought, his history, nobody's going to vote for him. All the Muslims of America voted for Mr. George W. Bush the second term. More than those who vote for O'Biden. Why? Because you do not know what he did. If you look at the strategic numbers, how many Muslim people come to America every year, throughout the years, so you see the numbers going up from the six, from actually, they've been here, they've been coming to America for roughly around 70 years. The numbers going up, you know, a little bit every year, a little bit every year. After September 11, the number quadrupled. The number of Muslims coming to America quadrupled. The number of mosques in America quadrupled after September 11. Because Mr. George W. Bush loaded every important job in the FBI and CIA and Homeland Security, which he invented to make communication between the FBI and CIA. Oh, plenty of Muslims. Phil Haney, my friend, who wrote his book, See Something, Say Nothing, he actually exposed all these Muslim people who start infiltration, infiltrating our country by the leadership of Mr. Bush. Phil Haney was killed two years ago. He was actually in my house three or four weeks later, I cannot remember the date, within a month, 
He went to California and he shot and killed. And they lied and they said, suicide. When in reality, he told me and at least 10 of my friends, I can stand here in front of you and all of us testify. He has told us, if I ever got a bullet, it is not suicide, it is homicide. They killed him. The man was about to marry after the loss of his beloved wife. She died for a year. He was about to marry again. He was speaking to his preacher at 6.15, 6.20 on Wednesday night. And the preacher said, I have to get into the church. The prayer meeting started. He was asking the preacher about the preparation for the wedding. And he was killed 10.30 on Thursday. Suicide? Because he exposed Bush and what he does. So it is Bush who invited the Muslim to come to America. It's Bush who asked the Muslim to educate us in America. The first date we have any material about Islam in our textbooks is 2002. Nothing before 2002. They took the invitation from Mr. Bush, and boy, oh boy, they jumped on it. And who are these people who write in our textbooks? I can show you some emails. The Muslim Brotherhood. The same people who attacked us and killed us on September 11 are the same people who write to us this garbage. And it's sister, you haven't heard a thing. I shared with you four or five lies in one subject. I got 300 slides to share with you. Last week, I talk, uh, three days ago, I talked to one of your uh, uh, top guys in education here. What do you call them? The top guy. Board of Education? No, no, in, in Ohio, yes. Anyway, yes, I, I shared with him these slides. I gave him the entire 330 slides. I gave him a copy of my Quran, and I'm waiting for him. I actually spoke with him one hour and 42 minutes. I was hoping he would give me 15, 20 minutes. And I was so panicking because I went to Columbus, Ohio, to drop my, uh, uh, my uh, uh, chairman of my ministry, Brother Paul, to the airport. And it took me an hour and a half to get to the airport. And I thought it's an hour to go, an hour to come back. And I said, there is no way I can make the appointment at 9 o'clock. I looked at my GPS. It showed I will be there at 9.45. 45 minutes because the traffic was bad. And I was praying, God, I need to meet that guy. It's so bad. I, I never have a chance to meet with somebody like that important. And then my GPS, something weird happened to the GPS. It took me to homes, farms, homes, farms. And I'm watching my, my watch. It go. 9.45, One minute before 9, I was parking my car in front of his office. How this happened, I have no clue. I'm not kidding you. Somehow, this 45 minutes disappeared from my clock in less than an hour, and I was in his office. One hour, 42 minutes. I have a lot of people praying for him. Many of my board members are praying for him. You need to pray for that man. I told him, I will be- meet back with him again, and I will meet with all the people under him, to show them the amount of lies. And you know, the first question is they all say, well, we already passed the books. We do not have money to do so. Now we can actually, we have got the trick. We can pass a law in the state of Ohio. And they all, it didn't start in one state. We will pass a law. If the publisher gives any false information, the publisher must repent, reprint the book for free. If they pass this law in, the, in Ohio, we can take all these books, highlight all these lies, take it out. And they will not pay a nickel. They will not pay a dime. And the publisher and the print will do give the right books. Pray for that guy that the Lord will make it move in his heart. I've been, I've been trying to do that guy. This presentation is 11 years old. I came to this church and I spoke about it with a small group, three, four times, small piece of it. I have never done it in any church fully. 
There are 63 radio broadcasts on our archive. Go to the Straightway, downloaded MB3, 63 radio programs. And there are also 20 TV shows available on our site. So you can have this TV and watch it, or you can 20 hours, not the whole. The, the show is two hours, but we only do the second hour. So if you need to watch the entire or listen to the entire presentation, uh, I will help you to do that. Yes, Brother Tony. <laughs> and is it in Newark now, in the elementary level? These are high school books. Fifteen lies in high school books. If I share with you lies about Jesus, you'll be mad. Trust me. Jesus is just a boy. He's just a man. He's just a teacher. He's not the son of God. The story about his death and resurrection is made up by few followers and spread it all over the world. That is what this textbook says. It's a story. When they talk about Muhammad, they said Muhammad is the final messenger of God. He came with the final revelation because Christian and Jew rejected the early teaching of the Bible. Of course, we corrupted the Bible too. That's why Allah, God, sent Muhammad. Same textbooks. So the infiltration, Brother Tony, is, is beyond your imagination because now we've got Muslims in every place in America. Every governor in America, including your governor, have an advisor, a Muslim advisor. That man is actually sitting in office in his building, getting a salary of our tax money, a Muslim advisor, to advise the governor what to say or what to do. The governors, senators. I could not meet with your governor. He refused to meet with me, and so is the rest of the governor of this country. When I was in Florida, the governor will not meet with me. When I went to Wisconsin, he would not meet with me. They're afraid to meet with me. Perhaps somebody would say, Yusama Daktuk, this extreme radical Christian, met with the governor, he will lose his office. And I know he will. Trust me. If another Republican would like to get his office, we'll use a picture, me and him together, and you kiss him goodbye. Or Democrats, for sure, will use it against Republicans. To be a nurse, there's a special training now for every nurse in this country. And that training, you have to attend the special training too. How to talk with Muslims. How to communicate with Muslims. Now we have special deal for students all over our schools if they're Muslims. They have special meals. Now we have special deals for them. Even if you're in prison or in jail, special deals for Muslims. You don't serve them bacon or sausage. You have to serve them halal food. And you have to do this. You have to do this. Muslims are taking over this country. And it's going to get worse. When you go to college now, you're not going to read few pages in a textbook, they actually have books on Islam. Books! That's when they, for sure, become Muslims. Uh, our, our Democrats in this country are so much in love with Muslims beyond your imagination. Where's the rhino? So now we got Mr. Bush, George W. Bush, working in unity with Mr. Clinton and Mr. Obama to bring Muslim refugees from all over the earth to America. Muslim refugees. Have you ever heard anybody want to bring Christian refugees? The Baptists, the liberal Baptists, and the liberal Methodists, and the liberal Lutheran, and I guarantee you maybe in the future, liberal Church of God, if you don't have one, you will have some in the future. 
They are so happy to bring Muslim refugees. Obama actually used the church to accomplish his goal. So if you're going to bring some Muslim from a Muslim world, you get between 2,000 to 5,000 for every person you, re- you replace position from a Muslim world to America. The church are making money. When Mr. Trump came to power, he canceled that program. They hated him. Now Biden reopens the program. It is open again. And Clinton and Bush and, and, and Obama together. I'm not making this up. Go online. Look on your phone. You don't have to even leave the church. You find this to be true. Why we bring Muslims to America when we don't bring Christians from the same Muslim countries? I got my family members, my brother-in-law and another son, nephew, they were rejected. Their visa were rejected. Even though they already have five years on the first visa and they came and left America four times or five times. They could not renew their visa. But in the same time, Muslims are coming from Egypt. So I told my brother-in-law, change your name to Muhammad, man. Go back. You'll get a visa on the spot. On the spot. Why? Because when Obama came to power, he actually put Muslim, Muslim, Muslim lovers or liberals all over the embassies of the world. That's one of their jobs. And now we got liberals all over the world who are working with Obama. Or you say, oh, Biden. You say, Obama left. Obama never left. If you really believe Obama left, you need some help. Obama is doing twice as much than Obama ever did when it comes to Islam. And these Muslims are not Americans. They're trying to tell you they're wonderful Americans. She said we're Muslims, we're not Americans. Linda Sarsour, who brought one million votes to Obama, one million votes. She was so mad because he did not honor her for that. And she made her famous statement, we will never assimilate with the Americans. We will never assimilate with you. One of the solutions is Christian schools and parents doing the education at home. home That's good, Brother Tony. But these students are going to be like my son. They're going to go to college. And they're going to turn their back against everything we teach. The the, the evil will go all the way. Unless you have college, college, home college, that's not going to work. I believe I'll give you the answer. I mean, I'm, I'm finished. I'm done. I know I took too much of your time. The fixing of the problem is unity in the church. And church get involved in our public school education. I, I love home school. Don't, don't take it wrong. Christian school would be awesome. But it's not going to last but until high school. And then these kids who are protected from the warm sun, they're going to go outside, they're going to be burned by the sun. And they're going to be destroyed. So if I can go to a, 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 a school board meeting in your county here, and I'll take 40 or 50 Christian minister suits and ties. Dress your best. And you're, you're the one who's going to sit in the meeting because the, the rooms are small. Not, nobody hardly attends this meeting. You know that? These meetings where they make decisions about what they're going to teach our children, nobody attends. And then you take from each church, I got 40 or 50, 40 times 40, 1,600 Christian men outside the school praying. We're not protesting. We're not going to burn the school. And our ministers are going to represent us in the school board. And they will take that book. And they will tell you, oh, you're only allowed to speak two minutes or two and a half minutes. Say, no, ma'am, you're, 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 tonight you're not allowed to talk. We're going to talk. You sit quiet. 
We choose you to run this. You are not choosing for us not to do what not to do. Forget about your two minutes. You're going to pick up two or three of these ministers who stand up and point to the errors of the book. You got a whole hour. It is a lie. It is a lie. It is a lie. We need to remove this. We need, that book needs to be gone. No, we cannot remove the book. We're not going to remove the book. That's fine. You are out. Take the nine out. Get nine Christian godly men and women from your churches to replace them on the spot. What do you think the, the government is going to do? They're going to arrest all the Christians of Ohio? They're going to remove? We, you didn't do anything wrong. We voted for you in. We'll vote you out. We'll get somebody else in. But as long as the church is in a coma, and we're not even aware of what our children are learning about the school or what they're doing. I mean, you send your son to the school, he come home a girl. You send your girl to the school, she come home a nothing. Not a boy, not a nothing. Can you imagine what are they doing to their brain if they can physically cut them off? You don't think they're going to put that garbage in their heads? It's time for the church to wake up. It's time for the church to speak out loud. Get rid of the school board if they're not going to do what we voted them for and replace them with godly Christians. Run for office. Run for office. And we can change. If Muslims can take America in the last 20 years with this garbage, we can put the Bible back in our school. As a matter of fact, I told that gentleman I met with, I said, I have no problem for Muslims to teach Islam in our public schools. I have no problem for Christians to teach Christianity in our, public, in our school. But I need real Islam and real Christianity. So we're going to pick the book of Matthew or the book of John. I said, there will not be one church in America will object or reject having a study in one year, the book of Matthew. And what we're going to do, we're going to tell the Muslims, we're going to teach Quran chapter 9 in our textbooks for next year. I said, do you know what the Muslim will ask you to do, sir? He said, what? I said, they will be kissing your hand and your feet. Please, we don't want to teach Islam in your public schools. He said, why? I said, read chapter 9 and you found out. The garbage they're teaching, that's not Islam. That is lies. If you're going to teach Islam, I can teach a chapter or two from some Muslim books written by Muslims taught in Egypt about Muhammad. You're going to find out that Muhammad was a child molester, a sex offender, a prophet pretender, a womanizer, a terrorist, a pedophile, a, a sick man, I mean, a sinful man, a, a thief. That is who Muhammad is. You want to teach about Muhammad? We'd love to teach about Muhammad. We'll pick up some book written by the Muslims. We're going to pick up a chapter from the Quran and we're going to read it to our children. I guarantee you, Muslim will beg us, kiss your feet. Please, I don't want you to teach anything about Islam. And at the same time, we pick up any book from the Bible, the book of Philippi. Any of the letters. We, every year we teach a different chapter from the Bible, a different book from the Bible. I don't think any... Will you be upset if we're going to teach the book of Matthew in your school? But Muslims will get upset if we picked up any of these chapters of the Quran and teach it to our children. Because then... Not only the Christians will never become Muslims, but the Muslims will leave Islam. 